today on Laura Lynn and Friends. They intentionally weaponized the vaccines. They weaponized the coronavirus. They are developing more viral weapons. So all the way around, this is a targeted plan to cause human damage and death. Well, hello and welcome to The Last Days. My name is Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson and uh, we're going to go through it together. <laughs> so uh, we were starting the show and I've just been chatting with our guest behind the scenes. You are absolutely going to love her. She is uh, an expert in so many fields and uh, she's got some good information on the vaccines for us today. Um, and then I thought, you know, what are, uh, I've just had like so much information today about what's happening. We're looking at the you know, potential war between Russia and the Ukraine. And, you know, who did, you know, blow up that, the, the gas pipe that's underneath, would you call it a gas pipe, JT? The, the pipeline that's uh, underground, uh, who did that? Uh, why would, um, so they're blaming the Russians, right? Now, why would the Russians blow up their own energy? <laughs> okay, like you figure that one out. So, and then we've got, you know, I've been watching as Biden had made, had made comments saying, you know, they will definitely take care of this. And I don't know what that means, but he said a month or so ago, he said, if they're going to continue doing what they're doing, we will take care of that, that pipeline. Um, so who, who's at fault here and who wants to blame who, right? So you know that I read my Bible, uh, my dad's Bible, my dearly departed father. Um, you know what I hope? I hope that we are all creating a Bible that we leave to our children. I am now creating my next one. It's pretty much, it's falling apart. So I don't know if that's going to be the one because I figure I got like 40 good years on this planet and then 10 bad ones uh, as I close out my life. I don't know. That's probably way too long, but I'm going by the biblical 120 years. So my dad leaves this Bible and he underlines everything. And I'm, I opened it up, you know, I was engaged in the conversation. And, um, as we're going, I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I chose a verse from my dad's Bible. So I look down and here it says, uh, he's got written beside it, atomic war, a thousand shall fall at thy side, but 10,000 at thy right hand but it will not come nigh thee. And of course, that's one of my favorite books in the Bible is Psalms 91. That's a, a book um, that we should be, you know, putting all our hope in that God's got us. So atomic war, wow, like how close are we to all these kind of things? Uh, so I want to... Um, I want to just tell you a couple things before we get going that I'm going to be doing something very unique today. I will be running the entire uh, uh, Desmet... Um, interview with Tucker Carlson on mass formation psychosis. Truly one of the most riveting interviews. I told Mark Friesen about it and he got it on his channel the other day. Uh, so I want to, I, yeah, that'll teach me a lesson for telling him what I'm going to do. <laughs> I love Mark. Uh, but I, I think it's important. And I've had some people say, oh, everyone knows about that. No, no, not enough of us are understanding the psychological perspective and warfare that we're in right now. Um, I've been speaking about it when we were on our 15-day tour through Alberta and British Columbia. I believe that what happened in Jesus' day was mass formation psychosis. Happened very fast. They went from the week before praising the Hosanna Palm Sunday 
to, oh, don't be seen with Jesus because you could be the next one crucified. Everyone betrayed him, even those that knew that it was wrong and uh, they wouldn't say a word. And of course, Jesus was crucified. Uh, how did those masses go from Hosanna in the highest, welcoming Jesus on the donkey into Jerusalem to crucifying him a week later and calling for Barabbas, 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 uh, a known murderer. Uh, these are these are tactics of the enemy that have been used time and time again. So I hope that you'll get a cup of coffee this afternoon, and this will be after this show. But I'm going to go full bore today because we have to get it out there, and I don't know when else to do it. I've got, you know, Toby Carson has me booked solid. Nothing but guests, nonstop. That lady does not stop, you know, before I can even get a moment's breath. Uh, she is booking another guest. Yesterday, we actually had to not do a show, and I'm sorry I wasn't here, but I have had a couple of days of very bad headaches, and yesterday I, I was very dizzy, and actually it's Dr. Artis that really helped me the last time I had this dizzy spell. Well, it hit, you know, two days ago, a huge dizziness that came over me, and um, so I struggle with that, and uh, yesterday I went upside down kind of and tried to, because it's these balls come out in your ears and it causes this, what, what do you call that when you're Im imbalanced? I'm very imbalanced, my husband tells me. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, it's not mini ears, but my dad had mini ears disease. So something goes on in my ears and those balls that keep you like balanced in your brain and in your ear passageways, they go out. And so I went upside down and I kind of, I think I kind of got them back in because a doctor in the United States in Florida showed me how to do that. So that was very helpful. So I want you to join me with the Tucker Carlson thing. Um, I want to quickly go over uh, this horrible hurricane. Um, we've got a satellite shot uh, that's very short. Look at that. See all of that? Look at all the lightning. This is the coolest. That's real time. Like, not real time to right now, but they were literally filming this. Look at all that unrest. And then there's been, um, so 15 foot storm surge in Fort Myers. Now I was just in Fort Myers this last few months, beautiful, beautiful city by the ocean and, um, 15 foot storm surges coming through there. If you're looking and watching the television today, you'll see that a lot of people's lives are uh, in complete chaos and we should pray for them because their homes are gone their boats uh, are gone look at this oh my goodness is it going to take off oh the house is taking off oh it's literally moving it's a mobile home now <laughs> and oh a lot of people i don't know if they have insurance to help them but that person ain't never going to see their home again. But it's famous because it's all over television. Unbelievable. Um, so a lot of people now saying, oh, well, this is climate change. This is what this is all about. It's climate change. You know, the fear mongering, that's the next thing that they're going to be locking us down. And that's some of my concerns that um, as Trudeau has kind of made uh, later in the show, uh, once we're, we, we let our guests go, I'm not going to do it before because I want to have full time with her. But um, they're not done by a long shot. So they tried to use COVID to tra trace and track us. They spied on our phones. We all know that. British Columbia, that definitely happened. Uh, Trudeau gave permission for our phones to be spied on in Canada. You all think that that's okay? I don't think it's okay. I'll be arguing that sort of um, 
overreach in a court case I have coming up uh, where I was I was in court this morning by phone in Saskatchewan where I am being tried on these tickets for being outside with no mask on in a in a group of more than 10 and that has been ruled constitutional by another judge there so uh, they want to ticket us $2,500 each for for having been outdoors with a group of more than 10 outside everyone's lost their ever loving minds um so michael schellenberg uh debunks climate change claims in a very tiny video and i think that while they're spinning all this narrative remember this guy remember this really table. destructive hurricanes those will all intensify both in terms of their strength but also their frequency we need to move away from fossil fuels and that absolutely includes gas, and that's why I am very glad that New York State is doing exactly that. There was a couple of inf pieces of information that people right stated ahead. here that were incorrect. Someone said that New York is moving away from gas. That's false. Natural gas and oil went from 77% to 89% of its electricity supply between 2020 and 2021 because New York shut down a perfectly functioning nuclear right. power plant. So New York is not moving away from gas. It became more dependent on gas because of the war on American energy. There was another statement that was made that hurricanes will become more frequent in the United States. That is also not the prediction of the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. It supports the notion of a substantial decrease, 25% in the overall number of Atlantic hurricanes and tropical storms. So in terms of misinformation, we've seen some here today. How viable is an energy agenda that excludes fossil fuels? We're seeing it play out in my home state of California, where we've done the biggest investments in renewables by far. And we announced on August 25th that we were gonna phase out internal combustion engines. And on August 30th, we asked people not to charge their electric cars between four and 9 p.m. We came so close to blackouts that they've been burning kerosene and diesel. And by the way, I share the concern with environmental justice expressed here. <laughs> the kerosene and diesel that they're burning in California is because we weren't burning enough natural gas. In terms of the renewables, it's the problem with the energy density. We know that solar and wind projects require 300% more copper, 700% more rare earths. Wind, solar, and batteries require 1,000% more steel, concrete, and glass, 4,200% more lithium. Significant increase of the material intensity of energy, that is going to cause inflation. Renewables make electricity expensive for fundamental reasons. We're headed down an extremely dangerous path we see in Europe and around the world, we're gonna have hundreds of millions of unnecessary additional deaths from cold, from hunger, and from air pollution because of the war on gas. <laughs> I mean, isn't that the reality, right? We're gonna see all of these uh, deaths and, and, you know, deaths from heat probably as well, not just being cold in California. Oh, you're all going to have to get your electric car. But by the way, could you turn your air conditioner down? Uh, cause you know, you're putting to, you're taxing the electrical grid too much. I, I mean, just insane. One more two minute clip, then we're going to get to our guest. And this is Piers Corbin, uh, debunking the climate change as well. This is good stuff. Russia's deadly wildfires, the smog-filled cities and poor harvest are being seen by some environmentalists as signs of climate change. Let's now cross live to London to discuss this with Piers Corbyn. He's an astrophysicist Hello. and also founder of Weather Action. Uh, good to have you. Thanks very much indeed for joining us live there in London. So what we are seeing here is a drastic change in climate, aren't we? Well, 
climate has always been changing, uh, but this has nothing to do with man. In fact, we predicted that there would be extreme heat in uh, East Europe and Russia this uh, summer. And uh, it's caused by a certain circulation pattern. CO2 does not cause circulation patterns. What causes those is a combination of solar activity and uh, the state of the, the phases of the moon. But hang on, Pierce, uh, wait, wait, fact, excuse me, just a minute. You say this isn't caused by man. How come they're reporting this heat wave is recognized as the worst in a thousand years of recorded history in well, Russia? Well, and surely well, of course. man has got something to do with this, hasn't he? No, nothing to do with it. The only, the only connection is man is here at the same time as the sun and the moon are doing things. Um, you see, a very similar situation happened about 132 years ago, where there was the same sun, earth, lunar, magnetic states. And there was uh, heat waves in Russia, and there were also floods in Pakistan, as now. And in the previous few years, there was also uh, floods in the English summers, uh, also 132 years ago. So these things are dictated by solar activity in the moon. They're nothing to do with mankind and those who say that are just trying to make money out but, of but, but, but are we not going to see this like. are we not going to see this again next year, the year on? I mean it's only well, it's quite recent that that's have... a very interesting question. These things do come in bursts and we're working on that very question, those forecasts. We did say there would be a series of wet summers in England, for example, uh, which we've had. Now will there be a series of these very hot hot summers in, in Russia, we don't know. We have to work on that. But I assure you, it's nothing to do with carbon dioxide. And if you stop stop driving around Moscow, it won't affect next summer one job. Well, how come then so many climate change scientists uh, disagree with you <laughs> and they get so much support well, for what the, they say? They're on a gravy train, for heaven's sake. <laughs> I like that guy. You know how you, you can absolutely know he's telling the truth, right? You, how you can know is his hair. Uh, he has the mad scientist hair. Whenever you got hair like that, you're super smart, and it means you know what's actually going down. You're not all quaffed like those, those, yeah, you got the Einstein look, right? You're not all quaffed like those specialty scientists making all kinds of money off the climate change and uh, they're told what to say. This is going to be the next problem we have. Don't buy it. Don't fall for it. Don't go into mass formation psychosis over the climate. No way. So uh, our next guest was referred to us by one of our favorites here, and that is Dr. Uh, Brian Artis. Uh, we absolutely love him. He's taught us so many things about what the truth is in everything that we've seen this last couple of years. And he said to us, you have got to get this woman. And uh, Dr. Lee Vleet uh, comes to us and she has an, an incredible resume, but I'd like to invite her on the show. And Dr. Vleet, thank you very much for waiting in the background there. I appreciate you spending time with us. Um, uh, I know that you're down in Arizona, is it? Yes. Somewhere down there? Yes. Thank you so much. And I, those two clips were outstanding. We have a Faith Over Fear seminar every Tuesday night. And one of our upcoming topics is geoengineering interfering with God's design of the planet. And I want to get in I'll contact with you. those two people. You bet. Yep. They yeah, were send them outstanding. To you or have them, yeah, have them come on your show and, or, or, you know, at your event and tell the truth. Shame the devil. It's just unbelievable what's uh, 
being, uh, you know, heralded. And you have a very long history. I wonder if you could explain it, because when we were talking earlier, I came to understand, I mean, with many, many years, you know, several decades of work in the, the medical field, you've you've um, become very well acquainted with all kinds of things. Uh, today, we're going to talk about vaccines, but you've also been involved um, in the, the whole gender um, development in our society of how that's all come about. So maybe uh, give our audience a little bit of um, an insight into your background. Well, uh, thank you. Actually, um, I've been a independent patient advocate for my whole career. Um, I resigned from all of the insurance companies in the U.S in 1986 and i've always just answered to the patient and god and what i was called to do in medicine to provide help for people as god designed us not as the government was trying to re-engineer us and actually a lot of my early work i was known as um, a strong voice in women's health my first book you'll appreciate is hormone screaming to be heard hormone connections women suspect and doctors ignore and that was published in 1994 and then a few years later i i did another one it's my ovaries stupid and so i look at the path in fact your episodic dizziness can be some of the hormonal fluctuations of the menstrual cycle can trigger exactly ah. that. And I talk about it in some of my books, but well, so we so all know been, now. <laughs> literally, I've been fighting against big medicine, big pharma, and the war on safe, effective medicines for decades beyond when COVID hit us. And when COVID hit in 2020, I none of it made any sense. And actually, in the first couple of weeks, they were talking about this novel coronavirus and, and SARS-CoV-2. I started looking it up. Well, lo and behold, Anthony, in, in February 2020, I found the article from 2005 that Anthony Fauci's own NIH Journal of Virology had published saying, guess what? Hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine were potent antivirals against the SARS-CoV-1 virus. And this new SARS-CoV-2 shared 70, 80% of the same genome. So I'm sitting there thinking, oh, good. Well, we've got some treatment available. Well, we all know where that went with the demonization of hydroxychloroquine. Chloroquine was the older drug that, that had a few more side effects. So hydroxychloroquine was the safer one. But it's been used for 65 years in all kinds of disorders. And I had patients on it long before COVID. So my point is that it didn't take but five minutes in a, in a search on the internet to find something Anthony Fauci's own journal of virology had published in 2005 based on studies he was leading in 2002, 2003, when the outbreak of SARS-CoV-1 also from China. So a whole lot of red flags started flying for me very, very quickly. And I got very involved in treating 
people outpatient early aggressively with combination therapies. There were a lot of us that were networking on Twitter before most of us got canceled from Twitter for telling the truth. And we were networking, putting our ideas together. That's when I connected with Dr. Zelenko, later Dr. Urso, and um, many of the other frontline doctors. And we were all putting our heads together and treating patients, which is what doctors do. So my whole career in medicine as God designed it really has put me in the position of being a patient advocate and speaking the truth to power and lies. And, And so this was an evolution of my work to go with being such a vocal person when the COVID pandemic hit, because March 2020 was when my first national editorial was released about the bureaucratic and political interference with the practice of medicine and suppressing hydroxychloroquine. We didn't learn from people in Brazil about ivermectin until about April 2020, but it was very clear in February and March that our own FDA and FDA bureaucrats, state governors, there was an orchestrated attack to prevent people from using hydroxychloroquine and attacks on doctors. So I I was in that group that was coming out swinging from the beginning. What did you think about that? Because we're looking at our world upside down. The lies they've told, the suppression of good medication, uh, putting forward this vaccine, everything that's happened, uh, the blindness that's over uh, much of the population still. I actually had a doctor call me the other night after we'd had a a discussion um, and uh, he wanted to call me on his own time to help me with my delusion and to kind of help me to be set free. And I let him go on for a while and he wanted me to look at a a website of the work he'd done in Afghanistan and stuff like that. And it was like, okay, I'll look at what uh, what you want me to see, but do you want to see the facts as you've probably not seen? Because he's embedded in this whole other world that is suppressing information. And by the time that I tried, I said, could we just put our feelings that you think I'm delusional? I, to be honest, I think that you do not have the truth. So I tried to put it in a, in a nicer way than he had to me. And I said, could we just stick to the facts? And you know what? He couldn't handle that. He, he just wanted to get off the phone. Uh, clearly, I'm not going to be able to, to convince you. And clearly, I wasn't going to be able to show him facts, data, uh, the, the actual science, the, the graphs, the, all of the information now coming to light. He didn't want to know about it. So you as a doctor, you must have been even more confused initially Maybe we're getting clearer on, on what's actually going on now, but it's very—it must have been very shocking. Well, it was, but I saw it as both a political and a spiritual fight early on because it was very clear that they were orchestrated. I mean, we've never had a situation where suddenly, at one time, there is a release to doctors across the country from all of the state medical boards in a coordinated letter with similar language that says, you're not supposed to use this drug to treat this illness. Doctors, what doctors do 
is practice medicine independently tailored to the needs of the patient. That's what we're supposed to do. So it was very clear that there was an orchestrated attack. I saw it as a spiritual battle between the forces of good and evil very quickly because the lockdowns, the isolation, the shutting down churches, but leaving liquor stores open, leaving marijuana dispensaries open in the U.S. Um, none of it was making any sense. And then when I started treating patients and saw how quickly they got better, I, I just knew that we were being lied to and, and really spent all of 2020 and all of 2021 learning everything I could and 2022 learning everything I could about the truth and trying to get it out and then reactivated this foundation in May of 2021 that we, my husband and I had actually started it 14 years earlier in 2007 with the similar war against safe, effective estrogen therapy when they were trying to, to cover up the safety of that for menopausal women and trying to push women into taking statin drugs and shift the, Do we show the soon? research dollars over to the statin research in NIH. So it was a similar kind of problem with what was happening now in 2020 that we actually started the foundation. And then soon after we got it approved by the, F by the IRS, the economic crash hit. And so we set it aside. We didn't make it active. And it was, it was as if God spoke out of the blue in May of 2021 and said, you have the foundation activated. This is the time. Wow. And that was very much Laura Lynn, when you, when you brought out your father's Bible, that was very touching and meaningful to me personally. I, I burst out laughing a couple of weeks later when all of a sudden it hit me. Lord, you gave me a type A personality and I'm very impatient when things don't go in the timing I think they're supposed to go. But you were teaching me patience like you said to Habakkuk in verse 2 of chapter 2, you the Lord told Habakkuk, write the vision and make it plain for the people to follow. And in verse three, he said, and if it doesn't come, wait for it. Right. It will come in time. Though it tarries. So, yes. It yes. shall yet come. Yes. Amen. So, so, so the time I laughed came. when I realized that. Right. Right. That he had been preparing you. And so uh, this um, this organization is a place where people can go for answers, uh, for help, for uh, different things you have yes. there. Yes. Truth for Health Foundation is a faith-based human rights, public charity, defending core human and civil rights secured by law. That's what the IRS allows a public charity to do. We defend the right to life, the right to bodily integrity, the right to informed consent, the right for you and your doctor to make your decisions, and your constitutional rights to refuse experimental treatments, the right to religious freedom, all of these core constitutional rights in the United States. We have programs to educate people. 
We have medical freedom, legal defense programs. We're getting ready to file lawsuits on behalf of some of our military service members who actually have had their rights trampled upon. We have faith over fear seminars every week. We have the whole section on healthy body, healthy mind, healthy spirit. And we just launched the new whistleblower report, which is a daily radio show with the medical report, legal report, faith report, pediatric report, military report, and vaccine report. So we're bringing in experts from all these different areas that are providing information the mainstream media is censoring. That's amazing. It's a, it's a lot of work and we are, we have a small band of warriors, all people of very deep faith and commitment. They see this as I do as a battle between the forces of good and evil. And we are looking at it as a medical, political, legal, environmental, um, sociological and spiritual battle. And we're, we really are working on all of those fronts. I love that. I love that. And a couple of things I just want to mention, my audience already knows this, but I've been on hydroxychloroquine now for about 17, 18 years since being diagnosed with lupus. Uh, so I, oh, I, yes. I simply knew that my doctor had told me it was a miracle drug and that Dr. Anthony Fauci is saying, oh, it's going to cause heart things. Then I heard about the 2005, you know, uh, testing that they did. And I'm like, what is going on? And that sent my alarm bells off. And of course, soon as Donald Trump mentions it, you know, he gets demonized for it. Dr. Anthony Fauci never had his back at all. And the other thing is I saved my father's life, truly believe that. He was in the hospital with COVID pneumonia. I was in Costa Rica, came home with ivermectin. And of course, I had my own stash of hydroxychloroquine, came home with ivermectin and gave it to my father behind their backs because they would not do it. I went to the COVID ward and gave my father ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, 86 years old. Good for you. He leaves the hospital on the same day that Colin Powell, double vaccinated, 84 years old, dies of COVID. My yes. dad, unvaccinated, leaves the hospital, and I gave him all this stuff behind their backs. I mean, he was literally wasting away. He, they would have killed him, and and uh, two hospital staff told me that. Well, we were very, we have been very involved in the hospital rescues of patients, exactly like right. what you said your father was happening to your father when they weren't. They probably weren't giving him fluids. They weren't exactly. giving him nutrition. And they weren't giving him this? antibiotics, antiviral. He, he, exactly. They, he literally was there alone on a bed, like a little, like a leaf. I have two pictures of, you know, then and when I got there and 24 hours later, quite a difference. I mean, it's amazing. You can kill someone in, in a couple of days by That's simply right, especially neglect. at that age. Yes. Yes. You're it's so happening right. all over. That's what one of our lawsuits is going to be about. And also the, the fact that, We've been in the trenches as our medical and legal team of helping to rescue patients from exactly that. And it, it is truly heinous what's happening. Our hospitals, uh, we did a whole press conference on this back in the fall of 2021 and again this year on the hospital death protocols for COVID and Biden's bounty on your life. 
hospitals are getting anywhere from three or four hundred thousand to seven or eight hundred thousand dollars extra for patients given a COVID diagnosis, PCR test positive, admitted with a COVID diagnosis, given remdesivir, put on a ventilator, classified as ICU, and then die of COVID. The payments are staggering. The government is actually paying the hospitals to literally kill people. And that is uh, absolutely alarming. And I, we've seen it here in Canada as well. And we, we've been traumatized, uh, Dr. Vliet, because we don't know if we feel safe going to the hospital or taking our loved ones. In the case of someone we love mm-hmm. now having a heart attack or something, we are all like, we don't even know if we can be with them depending on each different hospital's policy about if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated to go in to be with your loved one and knowing that they are the killing fields. And I mean that. So I do too. I do too. We've been traumatized. And um, I know with these vaccines, what is very, very odd, and maybe you can help me with this. How is it that we can have more and more information now coming out about the harms. We've got the VAERS reports, we've got continued data, scientific information coming from places like Israel, um, the, the now the increased deaths not related to COVID, but sudden deaths rising across the globe. Um, and, and we've got more information on the harms and stories coming out of people dying from the vaccines, being harmed. And yet our doctors, like this ignorant doctor who calls me the other day, he's on his fifth shot. He's had his fifth shot and proud of it. How can this, these two things be coinciding in our world? Well, uh, there's one very significant medical reason. The more COVID shots and boosters people get, the more brain inflammation is happening because we've never had, in the history of vaccination, we've never had any traditional vaccine that crossed the blood-brain barrier and caused inflammation in the brain. And the COVID shots were designed to do that. We've give, I've, I've given a program on the frontal lobe brain syndrome that occurs with brain inflammation. Now you can have that for many causes, but the COVID shots are actually causing that, which affects the limbic system part of the brain that regulates pain and sleep and appetite and emotional regulation. It also affects the frontal lobe and the cortical brain that's involved in analysis, focus, attention, concentration, memory. And so people, the more shots they're getting, the less they're able to really engage in the higher executive functions of the brain and critical thinking skills. So I'm not surprised that that, and then there's the biblical aspect of what God clearly said, that people's eyes would have scales over them. And I see this is very, what's playing out is very biblical and ties in with many biblical prophecies. But if we just look at what's happening medically, to the brain and the ability to think clearly. The more shots you're getting, the more inflammation from the spike protein and the lipid nanoparticles you're having inside the brain. So that's affecting people's ability to think. 
Now, one of the things that we talked about briefly before we started, you started your show, is that we have developed, our medical team has developed the COVID vaccine injury treatment guide. So whether someone has long COVID from just the illness, and maybe they haven't gotten the shot, but they didn't get early treatment, they still have residual brain fog, fatigue, um, sensory changes, loss of taste or smell, maybe shortness of breath, things like that, or whether they have had the shots and multiple boosters and are now developing all kinds of health complications, our vaccine injury guide approach to diagnosis, blood test, imaging test, and the approach to treatment in an integrated way using prescription medicines, and hydroxychloroquine is working great for the inflammation and blood clotting and immune dysregulation from the COVID shots. It doesn't, it's not something that just works for lupus or rheumatoid or COVID or long COVID. I use it for autoimmune thyroiditis flare-ups. I use it for endometriosis. I've got diabetics that are using it to better control glucose and insulin. There's studies on that going back 40 years. So there are prescription medicines, there are nutraceuticals, anti-inflammatory, immune modulating, neuroprotective foods, nutraceuticals, and the way in which everything comes together with the way you eat, what supplements you take, what prescription medicines you take, lifestyle changes. We can use prayer and meditation, qigong, tai chi, yoga, a lot of hypnotherapy, biofeedback, a lot of techniques in the lifestyle arena, along with combining it with prescription medicines and all of the anti-inflammatory foods, the immune boosting foods, the antioxidant foods, and then you've got the vitamins and nutraceuticals. So I really urge people, it's a 20 page booklet. It's designed to be written and used by lay people. It's in layman's language. It gives you a roadmap to recovery and it's free. Now we, appreciate when people value our work and donate to support it. But if you put in your email so that we can update you with new versions, then you can still download it for free. You That's don't wonderful. have to That's have terrific. to donate. Everybody, uh, I got a 20 page booklet with all of these things that can help you and they appreciate a donation. You know, that is just beautiful. I'm going to get that myself uh, to make sure that I'm, doing everything I can because I do have this autoimmune disease and that sounds like a wonderful thing to have. And also we can help others. Um, all of us are facing now that our family uh, have taken the shot. It didn't seem to matter how much we said <laughs> and, um, and, right. and our loved ones. And so we want to be able to have meaningful help should there be a problem. Well, I really, it's, it's our, way to give back and help the public with hope, with answers that are based in biblical principles for health and answers that are based in the good science, data analysis, 
what studies have shown and what medications have been around for decades and used safely for all of these problems. That's wonderful. Um, it's, it strikes me that you might know something about what's going on with these shots and the effect on women and uh, their yes. uh, bodies. Um, anything that you can share with us uh, as an expert in this field, we would really like to hear it. Well, and the, the effect of damage to the ovaries in women and the testicles in men is something literally that has been a focus of my medical practice for 38 years. So it's called, internationally, it's called climacteric medicine, which is the study of endocrine aging from puberty through the reproductive years, menopause, andropause, and late life. So as soon as I met Dr. Yeadon, Dr. Mike Yeadon, and he was sounding the alarm about the damage of the lipid nanoparticles in these COVID shots causing damage to the ovaries and testicles, I realized we were going to be seeing major other organ damage because it damages the ovaries and testicles ability on all functions. In fact, if your producer could quickly go to the end of that vaccine treatment guide, sure. I actually have a graphic that it's um, on about page 23, actually, that shows studies published in China in 2017, 2018, that show the damage to the ovaries and testicles from the lipid nanoparticles. And that is what's playing out in men and women, but especially women. The they don't develop a normal placenta to sustain a pregnancy. They have abnormal uterine bleeding because the COVID shot spike protein binds to the blood vessels and damages the blood vessels in the wall of the uterus. So they have more bleeding. They, the lipid nanoparticles and spike proteins damage the ovaries. It, it decreases the hormone production. It damages the follicles, which it causes infertility. So everything about a woman's reproductive capability and a man's reproductive capability on sperm and hormones, for example, all of that is damaged by the COVID shots. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and they just, knew uh, it. They knew it 12 years before the shots rolled out wow. and they did it anyway. So they knew it uh, because th uh, the ingredients that are in the shot are the same ingredients that would cause this damage and they're fully aware of that. And in spite yes. of it, they just rolled it out. Exactly right. In fact, I think it's very clear now that their agenda is as Bill Gates has talked for 20 years on TED Talks and others. He, as one man playing God, has decided there are too many people on the planet. And he's been quite open about the fact that he wants to use vaccines. This was going back 20 years, wanted to develop vaccines to depopulate the earth to what he decided was a reasonable level of number of people. He's been open about it. It's yes. not hidden. I know. And 
for anyone to call us a, a conspiracy theorist right. is ludicrous because they've been planning this conspiracy for at least the last 30 to 40 years right. and, and escalating it over the last 24 years. Right. It's all there. And, and you know, they're, they're just switching it up. Like there was recently a Politico uh, article that was basically demonizing Bill Gates, uh, but it was it was demonizing him in that the the African nations had not been able to get these uh, vaccines, and so he had withheld these vaccines from African nations. But when you really read the article, um, you find out. Well, first of all, uh, Dr. Robert Malone was explaining that they already had. Um, a bunch of vaccines that they could use, but that the people in Africa didn't actually want to take them because they don't trust Bill Gates uh, or any of us probably. And so they, they were literally uh, getting their vaccine passports by squirting the uh, vaccine into a, a garbage bin and everyone was getting their uh, vaccine. These were, this was a different kind of vaccine, but um, they're, they're all, you know, they're demonizing now Bill Gates for something that's ridiculous. Like, oh, you didn't get these vaccines to them. The whole narrative, it's all smoke and mirrors covering their butts now because the evidence is rolling out. Do you, do you see the evidence rolling out in such a manner that the world must pay attention? Because they do still seem to be ignoring it on mainstream. Oh, absolutely. I see it played out in my medical practice with people having all kinds of complications. This whole sudden adult death syndrome is a cover-up of vaccine-induced sudden death from either blood clots or cardiac arrhythmias or any one of a number of complications. ...agenda to cause more deaths. We had in the United States, in nine months after the vaccines rolled out, we had 61,000 Americans between the ages of 18 and 44 die. And that's a healthy younger population. And that's the same number of deaths, actually 3,000 more than the 58,000 that died in 10 years of the Vietnam War. Edward Dowd presented that data months ago and no one's paying any attention to it. We're seeing the deaths of young healthy people in the military. We're seeing strokes and heart attacks up hundreds of percent in the military. Young people with cancers, young women with breast cancer, which is not a young woman's disease, it, these, these shots turn off tumor suppressor genes. So cancers are on the rise across the board. Brain tumors. It's, it is staggering what they have done and the amount, the enormity of this evil is difficult for normal people to comprehend. That they knew it, they intentionally weaponized the vaccines, they weaponized the coronavirus, they are developing more viral weapons. So all the way around, this is a targeted plan to cause human damage and death. 
Right. I have a, a graph showing exactly what you're talking about here. Uh, Dr. Paul Alexander, um, one of my favorite Substack people to follow, and he says, so we have this graph showing us that there's a dramatic rise in cancers and all death post initial vaccine rollout and then the boosters. Can we make a case? So somebody has taken all of the, the data with respect to the rollout of the vaccine, which is I think this line right here, and then um, how from then on, look at how cancers have been spiking. And this is only from 2021. And then in 2022, we have the second rollout. And again, cancers spiking. Um, th this is just so devastating for the entire world, for our loved ones, for those, you know, precious people that we do life with. Um, this is becoming very hard to ignore. I, I honestly, more people today know someone who has been injured by the COVID shots than by having had COVID. Absolutely. It's, it's staggering and it is time, it's past time for people to stand up and say no. No more boosters. No to the COVID death protocol in hospitals. No to the mandates that are illegal. All of these products, test kits, masking, COVID shots, Paxlovid antiviral, remdesivir, all of them are experimental. Everyone in Canada and the United States under Canada's charter rights and the United States Constitution have a right to refuse experimental treatments. The Nuremberg Code decided that after World War II, you could not experiment on human beings. And all of the countries that signed on to the Nuremberg Code are in violation of that when they mandate these experimental products and know the dangers. I mean, there are, case, there are criminal cases going on against the powers that be and Pfizer, for example, because of the fraud they covered up. And once there's proven fraud and willful misconduct, all of their immunity goes out the window. There are key TAM cases going on in Texas, looking at the False Claims Act. And your listeners might want to look that up because that is a legal action when there are false claims for medical treatment submitted by hospitals and doctors for federal dollars, they can be held accountable for the false claims. And we actually, if they go, if the Ketam case against Pfizer succeeds, they literally can force Pfizer to pay back all of the government money. Wouldn't that that doesn't that doesn't solve the problem of the deaths that Pfizer right. in all of its fraudulent data and cover up of the bad side effects and deaths during the clinical trials. I mean, they will be held accountable for that before God, the people that did that, if they're not held accountable in this world. Yes, 100%. And uh there's also some uh, an interesting bit that's coming out about Israel and their um, health uh, organ 
Ministry of Health that has literally covered up the Pfizer harms as well. And now there's been a whistleblower, something, something has been revealed. And if you have that there, JT, breaking leaked video reveals serious side effects related to the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine covered up by the Israel Ministry of Health. Um, and they had no adverse events reporting system. And my personal um, contact in Israel tells me that, that everyone knows someone who's dead now from the vaccine. Like it's, they yes. are on their fifth shots or whatever. So they've had, they had no, um, you know, adverse event reporting system and a leaked video reveals that in June, the researchers presented serious findings to the MOH. So they get told we've got some very serious problems uh, that indicated long-term effects, including some not listed by Pfizer, which to me, that's really interesting uh, because Pfizer has their own long list of the side effects that, uh, that you can get and a causal relationship. So the ministry published a manipulative report and told the public that no new signal was found. Now, why would they do that? The only thing that I can come up with, uh, you know, on on what um, these places are doing is they're getting paid money on the sideline. Like this has been gluttony. This has been, um, you know, greed that has caused a lot of people in high places to compromise because yes. I don't have another reason why... Um, they, they would want to hide negative effects of a, of a vaccine on their entire country? Well, if there has been an agenda to depopulate yeah. and cause death, that's a political and, and it's a evil against good agenda in the spiritual realm. But tragically, what we were predicting based upon known damage of the shots, it was tragic to see Israel be the first country to mandate them across the board, knowing what we knew medically, we were sitting here just absolutely heartbroken because the Jewish government was doing to its own people what the Nazis had done to the Jews in Germany setting them up to be damaged reproductively. The, the birth rate is way down, setting them up to die prematurely. This is a global genocide. And until people wrap their minds around the fact that it was global genocide planned. Mike Eden did a radio interview with me recently and he called it toxicity by design. Wow. It's archived on the America Out Loud talk radio platform. Well, I, I definitely uh, would like to hear that. And uh, people like Mike Yeadon, who have been, um, you know, and uh, is it uh, Viert Van... Uh, Geert Vandenbosch. <laughs> yeah, Van Boschen. Uh, he's, um, these men are heroes, as, as well as Dr. Zelenko, God rest his soul, uh, your friend as well. Um, yes. People who lost their reputation have d done whatever it took to get the truth out there. I really admire them. Did you suffer that as well as this COVID thing has happened? Have you had to... Uh, endure 
some backlash. Oh, absolutely. I had patients who had drunk the Kool-Aid, people I had seen for 20 or 30 years who were very angry with me for speaking out about this. Um, you know, I, I answer to God fundamentally first, and I could not stay silent. I want to leave your listeners with the thought from Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the Lutheran minister in World War II, who stood up for the truth and biblical truth and the reality of what was happening. And I could not be silent because I will be accountable to God. And, and I, couldn't, I couldn't be silent. I did not want patients to die on my watch. And I didn't really care what governor or what bureaucrat was saying, you can't treat your patients. I'm sorry, that's not what a physician's license is all about. That's not what our moral and ethical duty is. But I really want to leave your listeners with this because everyone is going to have to make a decision in the fight against good and evil. Are you going to stand with evil or are you going to stand with good and God's truth? Fundamentally, that's it. And Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who did lose his life, but he spoke out and he did so in courage. He said, silence in the face of evil is itself evil. God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. So, Laurelyn, thank you for having me today. And I will say to all your listeners, you decide, are you going to remain silent in the face of evil? Because you will face God on judgment day. Even if you don't believe in him now, it's coming. Absolutely. This is your time to act. It's your time to be loud. And it's your time to stand against evil. Dr. Vleet, I just, you are a woman after my own heart, and I'm so glad we've met today, and I, I hope too. that we can meet in person one of these days as well. Uh, you are a treasure to humanity Thank and you. mankind for what you're doing. And God so are you. you for your courage. Thank you. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. We'll see each other. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, I love what she said that Bonhoeffer quote, because that is very pertinent for watching this video together. When I'm done here, and we're going to go through a few more videos that I think y'all need to know. Um, and I, I know you don't have like, you know, three hours to sit around with Laura Lynn in an afternoon. It's okay. It'll be recorded. You can see it later. We're going to play together the entire uh, Desmet. Um, can you please give me his full name? Yeah, Matthias Desmet video uh, with Tucker Carlson. I am telling you, it there is no more important thing for you to grasp about what's going on right now than this video. So I'm going to put my life aside. I'm going to get a coffee though. I'm going to go in my living room and shoot from my living room and we're going to watch it together. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. So put that... Um, on the back burner for today. Um, keeping in line with uh, climate change, why is this all, 
Why do they want to blame climate change? Have a look at this video. Peter Thiel, he's a billionaire and a GOP donor discussing three possible futures for Europe. Take a look. I think uh, that we, we, the, the future that China represents is not a future that is, that is particularly desirable. I was, I was struck by this when I was in uh, Western Europe um, a few months ago that uh, I, think, I think the future is something that always has to be thought of in relatively concrete terms and it has to be different from the present and only something that's different from the present and very concrete can have any sort of charismatic force. And, and looking at Western Europe, I would say there are, there are basically three plausible futures on offer. Number one is um, Islamic Sharia law, and if you're a woman, you get to wear a burqa. Um, uh, number two is um, totalitarian AI uh, a la um, China, where um, the computers track you in everything you do all the time, um, and that's kind of creepy, sort of the, 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 the eye of Sauron, to use the Lord of the Rings reference, right. watching you at all times. And then the third one is... Um, is hyper-environmentalism, where, where you uh, drive an e-scooter and you, you recycle. And uh, even though I'm not, you know, I'm not a radical environmentalist, um, I think if those are the three choices, you can understand why the green movement's winning. Right. Because th those are the three visions of the future we have. Right. And, uh, and the challenge, the challenge uh, on the conservative or libertarian side is, is to offer something that's, that's a picture of the future that's different from, from these these two very dystopian and one somewhat stagnant one isn't that fascinating i think that uh i love listening to really bright people break things down and kind of explain it so i can understand it <laughs> and then we can talk about it on the show um we're in an information war for sure we are in an agenda war their agenda uh, which is basically to totally try to take over anything that we think at all. Let's talk about Trudeau. Um, interesting video. Trudeau is speaking out about something. Um, so listen right till the end here. It's cool. Every step of the way, um, we make decisions based on what experts, what doctors, what uh, public health authorities uh, recommend us to do. Uh, and uh, there is uh, the sense that these border measures uh, were no longer um, effective or no longer justified uh, in uh, the circumstance that we're in right now. Uh, we know uh, that we are seeing a slight uh, uptick in cases in certain places, so uh, we're going to have to be careful and monitor carefully. Uh, but at the same time, uh, to remind Canadians, we stepped up during this pandemic as individuals, as communities, to get vaccinated uh, quicker and to higher levels than just about any other country in the world. And because of that, studies have shown that we avoided hundreds of thousands of deaths because of the decisions uh, that municipalities, the provinces, the federal governments took during this pandemic that kept people safe. And right now, the best thing each of us can do to prevent a resurgence of COVID-19 as winter approaches is to make sure that you get up to date in your uh, vaccinations with the new formulations coming out that'll keep us even safer. And that'll mean that we won't need to uh, take further steps, uh, hopefully, uh, if everyone gets vaccinated. Oh. Did you hear that? 
first of all, they're going to try to force you to take more formulations for these vaccines. Oh, they're just changing them. They're already untested. Let's let's roll it out even faster. Put a bit of this and that and mess around with it. Doesn't matter. It's killed almost 30,000 people in North America, 30,000 people in the UK, 150 kids, over 150 kids dead. I, I actually need to update that. I haven't gone back to that site. It's so sad. You know, did you hear about the, the fellow? Um, he has um, died suddenly news on Facebook. We've had him on here a couple of times. Well, he got up to 300,000 with a lot of thanks to us for promoting his site. And, um, and it, it's been taken down. So he probably needs to start that all over again. I'll talk to him about what his plans are. Did you hear Trudeau, what he's saying? This ain't over by a long shot. If everyone gets their vaccination so we don't have to, how did he put it? Take further measures, basically. That's where we're at, guys. Please join me on the video that I'm going to be running this afternoon uh, after we're on here. This guy... This guy, dangerous, dangerous. All right, another video, Air Canada, uh, no? Oh, it's just a, oh, okay, I saw this. Air Canada welcomes the removal of these restrictions. So um, Air Canada is now, you know, today welcome the government of Canada's decision to lift remaining COVID-19 restrictions, including requirements for wearing masks on aircraft, testing and quarantine, and the compulsory use of ArriveCan beginning October 1st, 2022. Air Canada welcomes the removal of these restrictions, acknowledging that air travel is safe and the measures were not justified by science. Oh, 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 yeah. We believe it will greatly facilitate travel. You, I'm always saying, get that vacation book, guys. We should reward Air Canada. Book your flight. Where do you want to go? Mexico, Costa Rica, two of my favorite places. Where do you want to go? You want to go somewhere? Today's the day. Reward Air Canada for actually speaking out. I'm in shock. I'm in actual shock. This goes to show that the talk back, it's working. They, they didn't need to put that in there, did they? Air Canada didn't need to say uh, that air travel is safe and the measures were not justified by science. They didn't need to say that. They're ticked. Can you hear it in, in their tone? I hear tone there. And I think that they're ticked. And they're going, you know, these weren't justified. Their, their people didn't like it. Now, they treated us pretty bad. If you didn't think it was justified by science, all right, we all had to get on and have your, your flight attendants, you know, oh, like if your mask happens to go to here, you know, and you got to put it up here, right? You, got, you know, like it was a battle everywhere. It ruined our flight experience, all right? But... Hey, I'm willing to let bygones be got bygones. I'm a Christian woman and I am willing to forgive you. And you seem repentant by saying that. So I'm going to book a flight ASAP. <laughs> These were not justified by science. I love it. And then they go on to talk about, you know, how great air travel is and, and celebrating. Could you just do that one more time, JT? I just want to see that because they go on to say, um, yeah, uh, to continue stabilizing the country's air transport sector and support Canada's economy. 
Customers and crew will still have the option to wear masks if you, if you want to, and of course, monitor your own health. So you see what I think is they're going, hey, listen, uh, you've not only um, introduced these unscientific measures, uh, also our economy needs to get back on you, you, you terrible, terrible leaders, and we've got to, you know, get everybody going in the right direction. Good on you, Air Canada. I'm hoping to see more stuff like that coming from a lot of places. WestJet, how about you say something? Delta, how about you guys say something? This is very important that we do not comply, that we do not, uh, you know, ha do not accept this, and that we don't say it's okay. So yeah, I told you a bit that I was in court, you know, on the, on the, um, the phone today, uh, coming into the courtroom in Saskatchewan, and basically. Now, you know, somebody has ruled that these measures that have been taken, some some judge somewhere has ruled that these measures are, uh, you know, justifiable, that um, it's constitutional. And I'm just wondering how something can be constitutional when it's so stupid. There is not one piece of evidence that anyone, first of all, got COVID from someone else being outdoors. It's a big world, all right? And uh, there's no shred of evidence that that came about. In fact, they found, CDC put this out there, that people are giving it to each other in their homes, touching things, breathing on one another or whatever. The masks don't work. The masks are like a mosquito going through a chain link fence. The virus is so tiny. Read the box of the masks. It doesn't work to stop. So we all just couldn't breathe. That's what you did to us. That's what everyone who imputed this kind of thing, a, a medical decision was made by airlines to tell us medically what we should be doing. And who, you know, put this forward? The government. Complete blazing nuts. Okay. Um, then do we have another video of Trudeau there? Trudeau trying to reframe comments he made last year. Oh, about the Freedom Convoy. And uh, maybe talk about, um, you know, uh, he's he, he's trying he's trying to backtrack on how he put it, but not a very good job. Take a look. Oh, I will always call out um, unacceptable rhetoric and hateful language wherever I see it. And, and you will remember in last election, uh, we saw an awful lot of it uh, during the campaign from people who, and we're not talking about, and I was never talking about uh, people who uh, are hesitant towards, uh, towards a vaccine, but, you know, trying to be reasonable about it and trying to stay safe. I was talking about those who were deliberately inciting fear and misinformation and anger and deploying themselves in, in extraordinarily unacceptable ways. Now, unfortunately, uh, with the way, you know, the way our modern uh, social media and communications world, uh, that was picked up and conflated and extended on. And I'm not going to start to say oh, I was taken out of context, but yeah, my point was that there are um, people who are deliberately trying to stir up hate and intolerance and misinformation. And we do need to call out those folks, even as we continue to do everything we can to reach out in thoughtful, reasonable ways uh, to people who do have worries or concerns and focus on allaying those worries and concerns. Inciting fear and hate. Let me ask you, Mr. Prime Minister, do you recall saying, well, you don't have to get a vaccination, but if you think that you can get on a plane or a train 
Do you recall saying something to the effect of how long must we tolerate these insurgents not getting the vaccine? My body, my choice. Remember, I bet you've yelled that a few times in your life. Oh, except if it has to do with the vaccine. Oh, I'm not talking about just those that are hesitant. We're very hesitant. The vaccine has killed thousands of people. It's killed kids. The vaccine is dangerous. And it's lowering the immunity of those that haven't died. All data, all facts. And you think that we're inciting fear and hate? By how? All we ever said is we're not going to do it. We're not getting your dumb vaccine. We're not going to. And by the way, inciting this fear in this last video we just saw five minutes ago of you. Basically saying, you know, get get your vaccines to help the climate change problem coming. Uh, or we, you know, get, get that so we don't have to do, take any more measures to make you get it. And what is with all those weird vehicles? Norman Traversy reported to me last Friday all these black vans at the Parliament buildings, basically in front of the Privy Council. And then he also saw what he believed to be uh, a U.S., um, some sort of U.S. person. I don't know if it's a marshal. I don't know what they are. I'm just not that up on all of it. But I do know that he's put it out there. He saw a lot of black vans uh, there. You can't see into them. They're the kind that carry a whole bunch of guys, like a SWAT team. And there was, he figures, 25 to 30 outside of the Privy Council, uh, Council last Friday. So all kinds of rumors are going around and people are saying, have you seen this? What do you think is happening? I don't know. You know, people are hoping that he's been raided, that they've taken his computers. But wouldn't we hear about that? You'd think we'd hear about that. I don't know. I don't, that's why I, you know, I don't jump on things too fast because unless we have answers, we don't have answers. So I don't like speculation, but something weird was going on in Ottawa last Friday. Something, something weird was happening. All right, I'll move on from that. Um, so Canadian actress Jennifer Gibson now has Bell's palsy after getting the shot. Uh, do you think that that's going to stop her uh, from getting another one? Well, this is her words. Well, this is not a video I want to make. Um, and it's kind of hard to make because as I'm watching myself, I see um, what I'm going to say, which is I have been diagnosed with Bell's palsy, which is paralysis on one side of the face. For me, it's uh, this side here, the left, obviously. Um, so I got it about two weeks after getting my vaccine. And I had a rough go with the vaccine, um, and I guess still am, but I have to say that I would do it again because it's what we have to do to see people. So, um, I don't know why I'm making this video, but here's my word smile. What is going on? I want you to watch that video with me right after this show. I'm going to get a cup of coffee and then I'm going to start that video and we're going to watch it together. What is compelling people to put aside 
all of their rights, all of their critical thinking, all of their sanity to think that's okay. Something's going on, everyone. I hope you'll join me for the video. It'll be fun to go and do it together. Uh, then we have the New Zealand Prime Minister Ardern uh, speaking at the UN about the dangers of free speech. This week we launched an initiative alongside companies and nonprofits to help improve research and understanding of how a person's online experiences are curated by automated processes. This will also be important in understanding more about mis- and disinformation online, a challenge that we must, as leaders, address. Sadly, I think it's easy to dismiss this problem as one in the margins. I can certainly understand the desire to leave it to someone else. As leaders, we're rightly concerned that even the most light-touch approaches to disinformation could be misinterpreted as being hostile to the values of free speech that we value so highly. But while I cannot tell you today what the answer is to this challenge, I can say with complete certainty that we cannot ignore it. To do so poses an equal threat to the norms we all value. After all, how do you successfully end a war if people are led to believe the reason for its existence is not only legal but noble? How do you tackle climate change if people do not believe it exists? How do you ensure the human rights of others are upheld when they are subjected to hateful and dangerous rhetoric and ideology? The weapons may be different, but the goals of those who perpetuate them is often the same, to cause chaos and reduce the ability of others to defend themselves, to disband communities, to collapse the collective strength of countries who work together but we have an opportunity here to ensure that these particular weapons of war do not become an established part of warfare. In these times, I'm acutely aware of how easy it is to feel disheartened. We are facing many battles on many fronts, but there is cause for optimism because for every new weapon we face, there is a new tool to overcome it. For every attempt to push the world into chaos is a collective conviction to bring us back to order. We have the means. We just need the collective will. <laughs> I just want to ask her, what color is the sky in your world? This woman has caused nothing but chaos misinformation she is the queen of it she this week is we launched an initiative alongside companies yeah, and non-profits uh, yeah tyranny i mean she is a tyrannical crazy person and and she's talking there with her you know the best acting job she can do you know we just we want all of this rhetoric to just stop and and i know it's a fine line you know listen there's there's really easy easy way to deal with disinformation it's you give out the truth and you just allow them to sit there see this is the thing about our side we're never just trying to shut you all down of course we want you out of office but go ahead and talk all you want get your own video podcast when you're done do i mean if that's what you want to do lady 
You want to talk and yap and yap and yap? Well, you shouldn't be governing the people. But if you want to say all of your stupidity, go ahead. We love it. We love when you guys talk because it's so dumb that we put the truth and the facts up beside it and it exposes everything. It's like this. Um, disinformation is like blackness, okay? It's like darkness. A dark room is a dark room of disinformation. The moment the light of the truth comes in, you can't unsee what is going on there and the darkness dispels. So you don't need to, you don't need to put that dark uh, part of disinformation into a, a cellar. No, in order to deal with it. No, you, you know, you don't need to pound it down and not let it be the dark room. You just need to expose the light and the light of truth illuminates it and it goes poof. You're idiots. I mean, it's so clear. You're, you're all nuts. Uh, th the reason that they're nuts though is because the evidence is showing that. When you've watched this show long enough, you know we've had doctor after doctor. We go over the stats. We know that there's a, a whole lot of deaths happening throughout the world. Nobody wants to admit it. Nobody wants to talk about it. We, we know a whole bunch of stuff's happening. And it's inexplicable by their dogma. And it all comes out in the wash. So this lady, ridiculous. <coughs> I'm going to cough, but let's uh, have a look at one of my favorites now, Thierry Baudet. He is the leader of the opposition in the Netherlands, and he tries to talk to everyone, and guess what they do? They walk out. Take a look. Hele generaties Europeanen werden zodoende onderwezen door Marxisten, of ze nu pro-Sovjet of pro-Mao waren. Een goed voorbeeld is St. Anthony's College in Oxford, waar Sigrid Kaag haar MPhil heeft gedaan, en wat weinig meer is in feite dan een opleidingsinstituut voor westerse geheime diensten. Dat wil dus zeggen voor precies de globalistische meneer, elites meneer, die achter ja, de schermen onze levens willen... Meneer Baudet is attempting to plan our lives, he says. Mr. Baudet, we agreed not to make it personal. I can see everyone on, the, the, on our uh, thing is not going to be able to know what he's saying. So, uh, where she studied is irrelevant. So, spreading conspiracy theories is unacceptable. They say to him, <laughs> the guy who's trying to tell everyone the truth, you know, uh, saying St. Anthony's College is known as the spy college in the British intelligence service recruited from there, he says. Oh, they won't like that at all. Right, that's a fact. Look it up, he says. It shows how linked Marxism has been. Marxism has been uh, to the deep state for decades. As he's saying this, for everyone who's listening through the podcast and you can't see the visuals, uh, everyone's getting up and they're leaving the parliament. Right, these people, the ones storming off, the heirs of this criminal ideology that caused the French and Russian revolutions, Thierry Baudet is saying, an, an ideology that transformed into cultural Marxism in the second half of the 20th century. They set the agenda of modern globalism. Oh, everyone's getting up. They're taking their stuff. Why is the cabinet walking off, he says. It's a fact. The cigarette keg studied at St. Anthony's College. It's also the perfect example of the ties between intelligence services, Marxism, and the recruitment of the global deep state. I suspend the meeting for the moment. <laughs> and everyone's gone. <laughs> So I'm sorry on the podcast, you won't be able to see that that well, but it's great. It's kind of like, you know, someone standing up in our parliament and uh, basically um, the everybody walks out, all the globalists, you know, Trudeau walks out, 
uh, all of his crazy um, MPs, who are probably maybe, I think, beginning to get that their leader is a problem for the Liberal Party. I think they might want to um, have him removed or get rid of Mr. Trudeau because the Liberals are not going to be able to get back in power, hopefully for decades, because you've all mishandled everything so incredibly. Uh, let's have a, just a, a little moment of fun. Take a look at this video. Uh, just something to just let it all go. You know, so where is this, JT? It's in it, Abruzzo, Italy. This beautiful animal decides to just show up and walk, walk through the town. And we <sighs> can let go of the globalists, their plan for depopulation, and just for a moment. There doesn't seem to be very many people there, though. Ah, but let's not tie that in. Let's just enjoy this beautiful... Yeah, are they quarantining? <laughs> Maybe they don't want to... I don't know. Look at that. Look at those horns. Oh, those are nice. All right. <laughs> All right. My website is lauralyn.tv. And the reason that we are here is to help you and to help us not have to go for therapy, but to get it all out every day. We get to have fun. We get to see what's happening and not be alarmed too much. I want to show you this interview. If you haven't seen this interview that I just did, first of all, I'm blocked on Facebook. So some of you hopefully are finding me here because... Um, you're, I'm getting so many emails. Are you okay? Is something wrong? Are you sick? Are you all right? We're praying for you. So uh, I do appreciate the prayers. Don't stop doing that. But I'm not sick or any of those things necessarily, except for my headache. Um, but I, I've been kicked off Facebook for 18 days. Um, something to do with Dr. Hoff said that clearly the results are showing that it's the pandemic of the vaccinated happening in Canada and he showed the statistics and apparently that was too much truth for Facebook. So they were kind of leaving me alone for a while. I appreciate your support. Um, would you consider maybe becoming a monthly donor and um, maybe making us part of your giving back and helping to get the truth out? Because you know that dark room of lies that the Prime Minister loves so much, we want to be the light and we are trying to be that light to expose what the mainstream media is hiding, to expose what our Prime Minister does not want you to know. Every day when I come here, I intend to bring you the truth no matter the cost. And we are at an epic time. So I appreciate that, uh, that we can do this together. And if you would be so kind as to help us, that would be wonderful. You can give a one-time donation. You can send an e-transfer to lauralynlive at protonmail.com. You can write me a note. And I have to say, I don't always get back to everybody. I do appreciate your letters. Um, uh, now, now, a lady did write me and said that my ends look a little split. Um, but they're not really. Uh, so she thought maybe I could trim those up. That's the kind of advice I get. <laughs> so I looked at some of the videos. Um, do you guys think the maybe? Well, they do look a little bit ratty, but I, 
don't know. Isn't it kind of the style that it just looks, I don't know. Should I trim the ends? Send me an email. Let's talk about it. Uh, I don't know. Do I want to get people sending me emails like that? <laughs> I love you guys. Oh, yeah, I know. I have always had hair problems for sure. <clears throat> um, so I bless you and I love you. As I leave you today, I'd like to um, leave you with Psalms. Yeah, Psalms 130. <clears throat> it's uh, a desperate time. So we need a desperate psalm. Out of the depths I cry to you, Lord. Hear my voice. I'm going to mark this while I read it so that when my kids read it, when I'm long gone from here, they know that their mom read this verse. Lord, hear my voice and let your ears be attentive. <clears throat> to my cry for mercy if you Lord kept a record of sins Lord who could stand isn't that true God that he wipes away our record of sins but with you there is forgiveness <clears throat> so that we can with reverence serve you amen I just thank God for forgiveness I want to just pause right there and say that in all of this truth-telling I get to do right now um, I'm so grateful that the mistakes that I ever would make and have made in my life, that God has wiped away my sins as far away as the East is from the West, and He's done that for you as well. The greatest lie the enemy has ever told me, do you want to know what it is? The greatest lie that the devil has ever told me personally is that what I did in the past um, makes me ineligible for God's future for me and that what I did my failings my failures the accusation of the enemy daily against my soul especially a few years ago was that God would never ever be able to use me because my sin was so great and when I found God's complete forgiveness and his redemption that's why I wrote my book it's called relentless redemption it's a very heartfelt heartfelt book about the error and how I found my way back from complete and utter devastation. The failures of my life became the building blocks for which God could use me. It humbled me, it broke me, but because God forgave me, I was then able to move to this place that I operate from now, completely free of shame. Does it mean I'm a perfect person now? No, right, hon? He knows. He doesn't want to say. Um, I operate now from the grace of God that his forgiveness from that which the enemy accused me of day and night. The accuser of the brethren is a vicious, vicious being that wants you to be stopped because of an action you did that was outside of God's plan. But God's plan is that you would repent turn from it and you would receive absolute forgiveness because God knows your heart if you are truly repentant God knows it if you're faking repentance you know sometimes we're only sorry because we got caught but we know we're gonna do it again but please God get me out of this mess you know sometimes God does get us out of the mess but there will always be another mess if we're not truly repentant when you are truly repentant of something that's happened God knows it 
and you tend not to repeat it. You don't go back to the vomit. You leave it and you walk on in Him. And the Lord, if the Lord kept a record of our sins, who would stand? But with you there is forgiveness so that we can, with reverence, serve you. That's for you. You can, with reverence, now serve your God in your way. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice. Because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked, and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.